want people who hide microfilm in sandwiches. The mustard is bad for the film. Bulow drew danger to himself by the excessive use of technique. He behaved like a spy because he enjoyed the trappings of conspiracy. He had been making the same furtive mistakes for such a long time that he believed they had preserved his life. No one else doubted that sooner or later they would kill him. Christopher did not like to stay with Bulow any longer than was necessary, but the German required handling. At each meeting he talked more compulsively than at the last. As he became less valuable, he demanded more money. He wanted reassurance. He wanted to come over to the West and stay there, to be given a quiet job. He had been twenty years old in 1930, and the following ten years had been the best in his life. In Bonn and Hamburg and Munich, he thought, Germans had regained the past he had believed lost forever. They went to restaurants in the park on Sunday and walked together under the trees and owned things. He wanted that again. Christopher watched the mirror carefully. There was no surveillance, nothing in the long street behind the rented car except the first streetcar of the day, howling to a stop to pick up a small group of old women, night cleaners on their way home. Christopher handed Bulow an envelope. The agent counted his West German marks and signed the receipt. Christopher gave him two thick books, novels in German. Put these in with your lunch, he said. You'll want your briefcase to look as full going back as it looked coming over. Bulow repacked his satchel, buckled its straps, held it on his lap. The sun shone feebly through the overcast like a lamp covered by a woman's scarf in a shabby hotel room. The S-Bahn sign for the zoo station was just visible through the fogged windshield. On Sundays we used to dance in the zoo, Bulow said. There were endless gardens, orchestras. The girls came in droves. You'd buy one beer and share it with a girl. He looked out the back window, making certain that the street was empty. I'll get down here, he said. He opened the door and held it slightly ajar while the car pulled to the curb. He turned his long face, the bony jaw covered with stubble, toward Christopher and nodded once, crisply, before stepping out. The war had been over for fifteen years, but Berlin still smelled of dead fires when it rained, and Horst Bülow still carried himself like a German officer. He strode over the wet pavement, as if he wore the tailored jacket and the polished boots of a cavalry lieutenant, as if the bent old women waiting for the streetcar were once again the girls who had drunk beer from the same glass with him in the gardens of the zoo. At the corner, Bülow stepped down into Kantstrasse and raised the rolled newspaper that he carried to signal the streetcar. In the mirror, Christopher saw a black opal sedan, Tires slipping as it accelerated in first gear flashed past the streetcar, then past his own parked automobile. The opal, gears shrieking, splashed through a pool of water and struck Bulow. His upraised newspaper popped open like a magician's trick bouquet. His body was thrown twenty feet, pages of the newspaper sailing after it. The corpse fell to the pavement in the path of another car, an old Mercedes whose driver braked after running over it. Christopher heard the thud of the tires like four rapid gunshots.
Bulow's briefcase lay in the street. The black opal reversed with its door open. A man's arm reached out and took the briefcase into the car. The opal moved away at a normal speed, gears changing smoothly. No one approached the dead man. The old women who had seen the murder gazed for a moment at Horst Bülow as blood leaked through his clothes and mixed with a rainbow of spilled oil in a puddle of rainwater. Then they walked away. While the eyes of the witnesses were still on the black opal, Christopher backed his own car into a side street, turned it around and drove away toward the Vansi to the west. Again he wasn't followed. He didn't attempt to call the Berlin base. Bülow was not their agent. The base would want to know what Bülow had brought to Berlin, why the opposition had waited to break the chain of couriers when it was almost at its last link. What was...